Hey everybody, you're listening to The Basic MomCast, episode four. In this episode, we are back in school and back to the daily grind. We are home from fall break. We're going to discuss what we did and we're going to talk a little bit about what it looks like homeschooling older kids in the upper grades and what that looks like for us. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Yes. Happy Monday. This is actually a really good time for us to be doing a podcast because we actually have not talked much at all the last week. No, we haven't. And um, we have been on, we both have been on fall break, which as we all know is much needed when the time comes. At least I needed it badly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the timing couldn't have been better except for the fact that the week leading up to fall break, my kids were sick. And so Mm -hmm. um, when I got back in town from our vacation, I literally had to like, it had been almost two weeks, uh, maybe like 12 days since I had just, you know, done the routine of of our home life. And yesterday I had to literally like say, okay, how, how do I get them all ready for church? Like, what do I do again? <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, that post vacay come home back in the grind is just like, uh, yeah, I, it kind of threw me off for a minute. Cause it'd been so many days since I've done it. So anyway, needless to say, I'm not unpacked, but I'm not really a quick, I'm not quick to unpack anyway. And part of that is because I just feel like when you come home, you just are thrown right back in. So you don't really get, mm-hmm. you know, I don't get a whole lot of, I don't take the time to do it. <laughs> just sort of live, live out of the right. suitcase for a while. Well, it's, it's way more fun to pack because, you know, you've got the excitement of going mm-hmm. somewhere. And when you unpack, it's just like, it's just like in your face, like you've got to wash all this. You've got to clean all oh, this. I know. I know. But I'm just glad it wasn't, well, I sort of do have to unpack for the whole family, but I didn't send quite as much stuff for the boys since they weren't with us. I didn't have to really pack travel stuff for them. So anyway, so tell me what y'all did during your fall break. So I know for our school, we basically had off a week for, of CC. And so it's, it will Mm -hmm. be, it will have been two weeks since we meet back up again. So we had the best time, you know, you know, me, I'm kind of like, if you give a mouse a cookie when it comes to traveling, cause I love to travel. And then I look at all the things and I'm like, well, we're like three hours from there. We should just hop on a train and go there. And then we should, well, we're over there. So before you know it, I've like made us a trip around the world in a week. Yeah. <laughs> so I had all these different ideas of like, I think we'll fly here and then we'll fly there and then we'll fly here. And you know what, honestly, it came back to, um, uh, Dustin took the week off and we had the best week just doing day trip, like staycation kind of things. And we, um, we, it was just so nice to be together. And there was a couple days, maybe actually three days that, um, Madison didn't go to gym and I just chose that where we're going to carve that time out for our family because we desperately needed it. We go like a hundred miles an hour every other time. And so it's just, I found that it's harder and harder 
it's easier in some aspects as they get older, but it's harder because they have commitments. And so it was, it was so nice. We went to, um, hike up North Georgia to a waterfall one, um, one day. And then we went to Chattanooga another day and met my sister there and, um, went on bike rides every day on a new path that has, is being built in our net by our, in our city connecting in our neighborhood. And, um, it was just, it, we were outdoors, outside adventuring and doing new things. And it was fabulous. That is like my ideal, uh, just outside, yeah. just being outside, doing fun things. That is like my, idea. and it was just, he went back to work yesterday and, um, I just feel invigorated. It was like the best week. That's awesome. Yeah, I know your, your little outdoor stuff. I was like, oh man, that's looking fun. Except that's not my ideal week unless the temperature is like 70 or lower. Because No, it was one day when we were hiking up and, um, Victoria, who's four, we went hiking up and I counted, they had little signs on like this, you know, number of steps and elevation and all these things. And so by the time we went all the way up to the top of the mountain and then we went higher up to the lodge and then came back down it was about 1200 steps and she did not one time ask to be held and um it was like 95 degrees oh my gosh yeah your little staycation would have been perfect for me if it was cold or cooler (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and then you know me and cold I'm like oh no (laughs) I know I know I just so it was great I'm ready I'm pumped up to start um I don't know. It was just, it was what we needed at this time. So I loved it. Well, good. Sorry. I'm making myself a cup of coffee right now. I'm sorry. Because yeah, you, (laughs) cause I've been got up at AM, which we should probably tell everybody. So we went back and forth on sort of editing our podcast. Um, and ultimately we just decided that we're just going to leave them unedited because it's easier for us to have a real life. Yeah. Just real life conversation. So that's why I feel freedom to make a cup of coffee right now, because you know, I'm just in my PJs and I've been up for like seven hours already. So, (laughs) um, so anyway, well, we spent fall break, uh, on a girl's trip. I had planned this out several months ago and, since we homeschool, we typically do not travel when there are breaks off of mainstream school. Um, but since Cameron is in challenge now with our um, school, it's the upper grade program. I really didn't want to have her have to sort of make up work. So we decided to travel during our break this year. So that was fun. Um, my mom turned 60 in September. Cameron, my oldest, she turned 13 in August. And then Callie, my second daughter, her birthday is like two weeks later. She just turned nine, but, um, we just decided to do a trip instead of like a party or something for my mom. It's just a little more up her alley. So, so yeah. Fun. So we, we flew out to Dallas. Um, and then we just got a rental car and we drove down to Waco and we, um, mm. actually spent like two and a half days in Waco. We, sort of got there around four in the afternoon in the silos they close at six and so it was actually like 
sort of empty. Did they always close? That seems early for like touristy shops. Every day, or... nine to six. That's it. Yeah. Oh. So they're super okay. like, and I think really and truly it's because it's like, it's a shop. It's not, yeah, she yeah. created it to be this environment where you can sit a while and play. But like at the end of the day, it's a shop and a bakery. And so mm-hmm. I think she kind of sticks with those like boutique style hours yeah um they're closed on Sundays so um it was great when we got there it was kind of empty because it was the end of the day and so it was just like the temperature was cooling off there was like a breeze and it was just kind of surreal I was like oh my goodness this is like dreamy right now your pictures looked oh. amazing. They look so dreamy. Yeah, it really was. That's that's really the best way to describe it. Is it's just dreamy down there. It's like she really, you know, I would not. I don't know that I would have looked at those old silos and been like, that would make a great backdrop to a little eat, play, shop kind of atmosphere. Like I don't know that mm-hmm. I would have thought of that. So, um, anyway, it was fun. It was hilarious though because <laughs> I did an Insta story on it. But it's so true. It's like the white girl holy land there. Like everywhere you (laughs) turn, it's like the most basic white females doing their whole fixer upper magnolia hashtag shiplap stuff. And um, (laughs) I was like, I have arrived. I'm with my people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was fun. So we, we, so then, but to be honest with you, the town Waco itself is, is um, it, well, really it's a college town, but also like everything closed at like six. So it was funny. We were kind of driving around. I mean, big there's, there's bigger stores and places there, but like generally speaking, even like one of the restaurants that um, is not owned by them, another, another place, this like barbecue place, it even closed at six. And I was like, what in the world? This is a rest. This is like a big sit down restaurant, but I think everything is just sort of a daytime event down there. So anyway, so we, we went there and then we also did, there's another place for anybody that's like thinking of traveling over there. There's another little shopping district called Spice Village that is just sort of this, I don't know, it took us probably an hour to go through all the little vendors in there, but that was really fun. We ate at Magnolia Table. Um, Mm, it was good it was it was good the food was good and then we we did get stuff from her bakery we got her cupcakes those were good I gotta say I was I was a little skeptical because I was like I don't know it's I I'm not easy I am not easily impressed with bakeries because my mom can bake really well and so I just have a taste from like homemade not like bakery type yeah stuff not like mass right. Produced. Like I know people go crazy over Publix cakes and stuff. I can't stand them. I don't think they taste good. So yeah. I was sort of like, I don't know what this is going to taste like, but actually it was like, they were delicious. The cupcakes were a little drier than we were expecting, but um, we also got them at like two in the afternoon. So I wonder if they would taste better if they were first yeah. thing in the morning. Cause the bakery opens at like six 30 in the morning or something. So oh, yeah. Wow. I'm so glad you guys could go down there. Yeah. So then. And have that little getaway. Yep. So after after Magnolia, we actually went back up to Dallas and spent a couple days in McKinney, Texas, which is this surrounding area of Dallas. Um, just mm-hmm. it's known for its little historic 
um, square, which is so funny. We got there and we were like, well, this looks like Noonan, <laughs> which I had heard so much <laughs> yeah. of, but then I got there and I was like, oh, actually this reminds me, it's almost identical to Noonan. The, the differences were though, the Noonan square has so much traffic go through it. So you almost have to like, mm-hmm. I feel like when we're down there, I have to watch the kids really closely because the cars are going so fast when they drive through there. Yeah. Whereas this town square was more, it rem- it felt like Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls, honestly, because it was, they still had. It sounds kind of like the Marietta Square. Have you been up yes, to Marietta? Yes, it was more like that. It's a little bit like wider and it's got that big grassy area in the well, middle. Well, and the traffic, the- you can drive all the way around the square like you can in Noonan, except I think the surrounding roads are not a cut through from one part of town to the next like they are okay. in Noonan. You know what I mean? Like they're not. So you're not yeah. going to have people going 35 miles an hour because mm-hmm. there's like back roads, not. So anyway, it was fun, but we were kind of like, okay, well this, we have this at home. So, you know, that yeah, must right. be more rare, I think out there to have like old town squares. Um, Probably. More rare than out here. I think it's becoming more rare. Any Like, I don't know. Our square is so active and thriving, mm-hmm. which I love, but you don't find that no anymore Mm -mm. but so then we also managed to fit in the taylor swift concert while we were out there yeah which was awesome we had pretty good seats considering the fact that i waited like three weeks before to book to buy them um we were still in the Mm -hmm. upper section but we were i was like so glad that i took my time and you know, if you're going to sit up high, at least try to get the best seats you can in that, in that area. But there's not really a bad seat in that stadium. We were in the Texas stadium. So anyway, it was wonderful. She put on a great show. She is a professional. She, you know, you can tell that I don't, I feel like I've been to some concerts where they, um, love the, like the fame more, more than, like the art itself and I feel like she really respects her role so she like she shows up you know what I mean she stayed true yeah like she it's not that she's I mean I don't want to say she's this down-to-earth person because I don't know her but I I hate going to a concert when someone when I love their stuff only to feel like they don't really take our time and money that we spent to come see them seriously and they're just sort of you know right like not sober and sort of messing around on stage like I wasn't expecting that from her anyway but she really Mm -hmm. she puts on a show it's not just her singing you know what I mean it's like a whole experience so it was it was wonderful so that was fun because we were the last Dallas was the last stop on her U.S. tour so that was cool and then, yeah, we came back late Saturday night and um, have just been sort of getting settled. Go figure the week that I get back from vacation. This never fails when we go on vacation. The week we come back, I have like, that's like the fullest week on my calendar for the month of like active, like I have. Well, and it's, it's like, I feel like we're at this pivotal, this like we're teetering and this week we're starting to fly yes. down the mountain of fall Mm -hmm. activities leading into thanksgiving leading into like all the holidays everything Mm -hmm. um and we need to just back up and i feel like we need to give um a little bit of honor and respect who did we see 
who did we both go oh, oh my goodness how can we people? forget how Which, can, yeah, total side was, note they were also in Dallas when I was there and I was like I'm just gonna I saw that, I was like yes. I'm just gonna admit if I were a citizen here I would have a really hard time choosing between Taylor or him because yeah. I don't know he was there both nights too just like she was yes yes we got to go see John Chris John Chris which oh was supposed to be my <laughs> anniversary date with my husband because I I've already se- we've already seen him before but this time I wanted to meet him so I was like well it's our anniversary so let's buy the meet and greet tickets which my husband Kyle was like uh, okay <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it turned out Kyle couldn't get off he didn't want to take off work for it because he's taken off a lot from the flood stuff this year so anyway so I called Lauren and I'm like do you want to go with me and meet him? She's like, yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm really secretly not sad that he can't get off work. I know. And I can be your anniversary date. <laughs> Which he likes him, but he doesn't oh. like him as much as you yes. and I like him. So it was, it was so fabulous. Yes. And like we, we wrote on these little cards, little like um, questionnaire cards during the meet and greet and he was nearing the end of drawing them, and I thought, oh, I really hope he grabs one of our cards. And sure enough, he pulled it out, and he called out my name. And at first, I was like, well, how do I know that's my my name? Like, there's not another Lauren in here. And then he read the questions like, yes! Oh. <laughs> it was fabulous. He did a story with us. Yes, and that was, like, and the best night of my life. And then he called us out in yes. the white girl joke on stage, which I was trying to explain to Kyle. I was like, that would be the equivalent of like the chef making their favorite dish like for you in person or like like the <laughs> like your favorite tv character saying their like most famous line to you like that is to like you. if there yeah. was any joke i would want him to call me out on it would be the white girl joke so i'm like yes it was so good he's like yep he just looked right over at us and pointed us out and called us out on and we stage. got it on video we ha- you happen to be videoing us. have it on video yes and i will say i've watched it probably a hundred times because i just love it so much me too <laughs> Probably all the views on there were me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was a phenomenal summer. That was like a great way to kind of end it and then put us into, I don't know. It was, was, yeah. It was fabulous. Yeah. And, you know, um, speaking of summer, we should probably address that we fully intended on sort of keeping up the podcast. And we actually did record a few um episodes that we just never sent out because life got away and so here we are it's fall and we were we're ready to sort of pick it back up we've got some goals with it that we want to do because we really do just enjoy enjoy it we enjoy doing this and Mm -hmm. we've gotten a lot of feedback from friends and people surprisingly that listen to it and so anyway here we are October but that's okay we're you know we're moms yeah. and we have a lot of kids. I think we're trying to drive it and, and just thank you to all those who have patiently just kind of stood with us and, and um, not discounted all that. It's just trying to figure out um, summer was just a busy and that may wind up being something that we always kind yes. of retreat from and just focus on our families. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but we, we really have a lot um, finishing this year strong and kind of, Talking about that, something that um, I have really been 
challenged by and encouraged by is um, we've all heard of Rachel Hollis and her book, Girl, Wash Your Face. There's some excellent stuff in there. There's a lot. You know, people are either one way or another way, and I'm not going to say which is the right way. I just feel like I do when I read a lot of books. Um, I feel like I take what I agree with Mm -hmm. and what challenge me and inspire me and um, push me for things that I'm currently striving for in my life. And I take that and things that I don't agree with or I don't, I just let it roll off and I just like you know what I'm gonna throw that out and I'm gonna keep this because there's a lot I find that in a lot of books not right. even just Christian books but just in general there's a lot of things that you know we're all we're all still have finite minds and we're we're well um, we should back up and say fallen man controversial about the book really a lot of Christian you know yeah for people that haven't heard or don't know about it for a, lo- a lot of there are a lot of Christian Christians sharing their opinion that her book is it's not really um, in line with God's word throughout some of it. And then there are a lot of other Christians that say, no, she's just speaking what we're all thinking. And so you and I both sort of agree that, you know, you're not going to find an author anywhere with the exception of the Bible that totally falls in line with everything that you think how someone should, should address an issue. And so we just, like you just said, take what it, take from it what you agree with and sort of throw out what you don't agree with and for us you and I both agree that she has a lot of wisdom when it comes to just lighting a fire and getting you to get up and get something done it really isn't you know it doesn't have to be spiritually deep it literally can just be about hey I'm gonna set my alarm for 30 minutes earlier tomorrow you know there's not a whole lot of, yeah. you don't really need scripture to, to get, to find motivation in that. So. No. And I feel like it's just a slap in the face to, she's very real and honest and confrontational about, you know what, you can do all these things and you can strive and we can say it. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting up and being proactive, it doesn't right. matter. Like sometimes you just need to stare mm-hmm. it in the face and say, you know what, I'm going to mm-hmm. conquer that. And I'm going to conquer And honestly, today. you know, um, I'm doing a Bible study right now, and one of the points that that was made recently that I really like took a lot from it was, um, she talked about maybe, you know, you keep bringing the same problem to God, asking Him to give you an answer, but maybe He's already answered it in Scripture, Mm -hmm. and you just need to pick up the Bible and read it. He has already given us so many examples through so many other humans struggling in the same way that we're struggling, and He's not going to answer that because He's he's already answered it, but you have to do the work. You have to put in the work to find what he's trying to say to you sometimes if it's in scripture even when it even if it hurts and it's not the answer that you right. want we have to accept right that. but either way it still yes. falls it's still you know we can be in prayer and we can you know be in the word all we want but at the end of the day like at some point you have to get up and you have to live your life you can't just sit yeah and wait for your life to happen and so I love how Rachel's book encourages you and motivates you to get up and get stuff done that are important to you because no one else is going to do it for you. And that's what I think I've really kind of the whole synopsis and I haven't finished reading it, but I've just gathered her overall approach. That's exactly it. And that's what I love. And so she has, um, 
she really talks a lot about the last 90 days and kind of like, how do you want, how do you want to end your year instead of waiting to January? You know, so many of us were kind of, the whole idea is like, oh, New Year's, that's when your goals start and that's when your resolutions mm-hmm. and everybody's at the gym and everybody's doing this and you may work for, and there's probably a lot of people that go all year doing that and kudos to them. But the majority, typically speaking, it fizzles out mm-hmm. by really the end of January, or February, March. Well, and to be honest with sure. you, like it, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm actually the least motivated in January compared to this time of year because for one you're coming off of this like you know full throttle energy for the holidays you're cleaning you know I mean I'm motivated when it comes to like okay let's simplify the house again we've we've had a lot of highs let's get back down to the basics and I'm ready for routine but I am more energized by the changing of a season and I feel like in January you're not really changing the season. You're just sort of like stuck in the house. There's a lot of, for me, I have a lot of winter blues in terms of like, it feels like groundhog day every day where I'm like, Oh, it's another cold day where we can't do anything different. We just have to stay inside, you know, and stuff like that. And so I love the idea of start now because I'm already motivated right now. Like the fall is so motivating for me. And that's why I love it because it feels like in January, we're always going back. Typically, it seems like we're always going back to the same things. But if you visualize it and you visualize, how do I want my year to end mm-hmm. and you start now, then those goals and have already become life-changing habits. So by January, you're already in the groove and you can start your year full throttle because for the last three months, you've been putting those routines into practice and adding in like one is, you know, like just, um, she has a five to thrive and it's kind of start way. And then you go from there, the sky's the limit with what you want to accomplish. But one thing is just get up an hour early. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing that since last week. And that has been really beneficial because I can get a lot done. I like time to myself before my kids get Mm -hmm. up gives me, puts me in the right headspace. I can work out. I can get laundry started. I can get, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. done. And, um, just little things like that. Whereas when you start things like that in January, like you said, it's cold, you've been in the house, you've got the post holiday fatigue, like you're just tired and you don't feel the days are just more gray. Mm -hmm. It seems like, but if you've already have those established, I just love that outlook. Mm -hmm. So, and I love um, the idea of like, holding that um productivity level like having it steady in throughout the coming holidays and I don't know I know for me I'm very intentional every year about the holidays and not falling like not drinking the kool-aid of oh it's the holidays it's crazy like it's a little crazy it's not really as crazy as we make it out to be as a culture I mean there's a it's a few days amidst several months but it's that high of like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I want to do this. I want to, I want to accomplish this. I want to, you know, experience this before the season's over. And I do have some of that, but I think overall, I love how the 90 days challenge kind of keeps you steady with what's, you know, like Rachel says in her book, like do make a decision for what you want most, not what you want right now. And I love how, if you're Mm -hmm. doing the 90 days, taking them seriously, you're, 
you know, in the midst of all these highs, you can sort of stay consistent with what matters most to you. That's not going to end, you know, on New Year's Eve. Right. And it's how, and for me, something that I struggle with is I love, um, I love adventure and I love change. Mm -hmm. I've, I guess that's just been, even from growing up, we moved every couple years and it was either a new country or a new state or a new, wherever part of the U S and it, it was exciting, but now my life is different mm-hmm. and we're kind of more in one place. And so I struggle with being, it just being the yeah. same. And so this, this, for me, looking at this as the outlook has made me not just be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's go try this. Oh, the spontaneity, yeah. even though I love that, but it, it's helped me be like, you know, these are the maybe five things or four or six that I have written down that I want to do. And I have that. And then from there, I feel good about being able to go and do and see and add all these fun things because I know that these quality Mm -hmm. items that I want to goals that I have for myself and our family and our kids are kind of keeping it steady. Yeah, totally. Well, and that kind of falls hand in hand with something I started in September was following, um, being very intentional about time blocking, which if you haven't heard about it, it's, I mean, I was, you know, you and I chatted, I was already doing, I think generally speaking, I was already doing it. I just wasn't purposeful with it. I wasn't intentional with making sure that in each time block that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And then when that time block was over saying, Nope, I'm done for the day. So moving on, I really wasn't doing that. Which that's really hard. It's so hard, especially I struggle with, um, you know, perfectionism at times. And so I want to keep going until it's perfect or until it's done. Not to be confused with type A organized. I'm not that. I wish I I wish I was more organized, but I'm more like, but I don't want anything to stop because this isn't finished. And I want it just so I want exactly how I want to see it be. And um, so anyway, I really was struggling with my time management um, with you know, trying to get the kids school. Well, I wasn't struggling with getting their school done as much as I was struggling with getting other things done on school days because we were doing school and then all the other things that come with like running the household. I just needed, I needed a change with my time management because what I had always done was just not working anymore. And so I took on that approach and I'm really enjoying it because I'm able to really prioritize what's more important to me. Um, I'm able to, I, I struggle with feeling overwhelmed pretty easily or in my opinion, easily, maybe it's not, I don't know, but which is ironic because I have five kids and in some ways I think I should probably be more laid back about this than I am. But (laughs) I, um, Mm. I do, I get overwhelmed when I see that I have so many things to do and I go, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. But the time blocking has made that seem doable because I go, okay, you know, yeah. I'm going to do these three things from 930 to 1230. I have from 930 to 1230 to get these three things done. If I don't get them done, they're going to yeah. be there tomorrow at 930. And I love viewing it like that high school. Um, That's so accomplished. Yes. You feel like so accomplished when you can just look back at that and be like, okay, check. Yes. Check. Yeah. And I am not a list maker. Like people that go, oh, I love writing a list and I love writing things on there just so <laughs> I can me. cross them off. Yeah. To me, I'm like, are, 
why? Like that is so silly to me. Um, <laughs> and I don't love making a list mostly because I don't like, I mean, and sometimes I make a list just to get it out of my brain. So I, so that I can put my thoughts right. together, but I don't live by a list at all. I sort of wing it. And so <laughs> that has helped me. The time blocking has helped me too, because it's not just this, okay, here's 10 things that must be done today. Now figure it out. It's more like, okay, this is manageable. I can do this. So, you know, that's helped. And then it's helped me with Cameron with, you know, her challenge stuff. So she's in challenge A, which is seventh grade um, in the classical conversations program. And um, that's been a challenge. Um, so far it's been, mm-hmm. in some ways it's been better than I thought it would go. It's going better than I thought it would. In other ways, it's, it's harder than I thought it would. So it's been an adjustment for all of us, but, um, it's been a good, it's been a good thing. It's just, we're yeah. what, eight weeks in. And so I'm sort of trying to find that. I felt like, did you feel like, I don't know, tell me, when, when Will was doing that last year, I felt like, someone asked me the other day, and I, I said, I feel like it was like the first year of essentials, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was drowning. Yeah, which essentials, <laughs> for people that don't know the lingo we're talking about, essentials is the fourth through sixth grade, basically a writing class, um, a grammar and writing. Yeah, writing and grammar. That they take, and they take the same course three years in a row, and basically the first year they're not really, they may not understand most of it. The second year they hear it again, they're more familiar. The third year they should be masters at it. That's kind of how the concept works. And yes, that first year you're sort of overwhelmed and you're like, I don't understand. This is a lot. I think it's just because there's all, there's so much new information coming at you each week and you're still trying to like digest mm-hmm. it and, and then figure out how you're implementing it and what's that going to look like mm-hmm. at home. Like it's, it's very manageable. It's figuring just, out. It's just your change. It's a big change. Yes. It's, it's you're going from the elementary middle to higher, more in-depth learning. And I love looking back at like hindsight is such a beautiful thing. Cause when you're in the thick of it and you're raising the little kids still, still and all the little, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it can be very overwhelming, mm-hmm. but I love that. I love to see the foundations years and essentials just kind of start like clicking and you see why all that why you did mm-hmm. all that and how I agree. it's such a it's a beautiful thing because their minds they're the development they're right there right. they're ready for more they're ready for that quote-unquote challenge yes. and I would tell anyone in anytime someone asks me why we choose to do classical conversations I always say it's because of the challenge program it actually has nothing yeah. to do with the younger years if you if you are looking into CC and you only look at the foundations program, it's not really going to make a whole lot of sense. And you are probably going to be a little turned off by it. And you're probably going to be pretty, pretty quick to judge that it's just kind of crazy and not for you. And why would anybody want to do that? But when you look at it, looking at the end in mind and looking at, you know, working your way from what they will know by the end of it and then work your way down, it makes total sense. And for me, that's what keeps us doing CC and that in the community. But I, um, I will admit it's been, it has been challenging for me um, having a student in challenge and having, you know, a one-year-old and a three-year-old and, you know, but I mean, that would be challenging even if we weren't in CC, it's just the workload right. 
as your homeschool student gets older, the workload changes and it, it it's a good thing, but it's, it's just an adjustment for the family. It is. It really younger. is for the whole family. And I, I remember I was, I told you and some others in our community that when, when Will was in A, that whole first semester, I was just trying to understand and get the concepts. And he was too. We wrestled a lot with a lot of, we had some battles every day that we just had to work through. But um, Madison took over the memory work for, um, for her and Kate and, and Victoria was there too. So she did the memory work every day because we had been through that cycle, I think three times. Yeah. So it went two or three times. So she was well, you know, she knew what to do with the app and the board and my book. So I just let her go over that and I could hear it and see, but so in January after our break, second semester started and I felt like I had it all under my belt. Like I could, I could do this and I could manage everything. And so I went back to overseeing the memory work and I was so, it sounds terrible, but I was so immersed in that first semester of challenge that I started them off and she, the kids looked at me like, why are you doing that? That's the wrong cycle. And I was like, aren't we on cycle two? And they're like, no, we're on cycle three. I was like, how have I sat through foundation <laughs> every Tuesday and then done this? But I was so, I just was so immersed in that, that I completely didn't even realize. What well, and because you've been, had been doing because all... you've been through the cycles more than once, it's all familiar now. So there's no like, yeah, oh, I've not heard this yet. This must be new. That That's kind of out the window now. At this point, I've gone through each of them twice and I'm going each on my them, third yes. set. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, you know, yes. I got to keep up with it. But I, I am doing the same thing. Callie, loves to drill memory work and so I was like good you can be in charge of drilling Charlie for those 30 minutes each day you can do that and she's like yes you know she like loves the responsibility I know it gives them that little accomplishment feeling like a little teacher mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> something yeah. to do and I will say for us um B has, I've heard this from people who were kind of ahead of us and that B was B was so much easier and a lot of this it's, I think that it's easier Our what I'm, what I'm experiencing so far. And we're just in the first semester of B it's easier because it's familiar. Like you already know the process. Right. And so you're not having to deal with new information, a ton of information and a new process. You've already learned the process. You've already mastered the process and you're just taking all that and kind of doing it again. And so it's really the same. There's a couple of things that change, but that's, it has been refreshing to kind of be on this side Mm -hmm. and it just kind of like that second year of essentials it really is the pattern is very similar and so I would just say to friends out there listening who if they're in this stage to not give up to not throw it all out it is it it is overwhelming it can be overwhelming Mm -hmm. it may not for some but it it, for me it Mm -hmm. was but on the other side of that the hindsight is there was a lot of character issues we had to work through a lot of heart issues. Like you realize that homeschooling is so much more than just your bookcase mm-hmm. and your education. It's, it's, it's life. Oh yeah. And I, I see how, had we not struggled and wrestled through some of that stuff. And I'm so thankful for our community of moms who I could really just go to in confidence and just say, look, I'm really struggling with this. And then I know because they've shared that they had the mm-hmm. same struggle. So we need to get out of this thought that it has to, we have to do all these things. There were some times when I just said, you know what, 
the lesson, the work of what we're learning is more important than this product you're trying to spit out. So we're going to spend time on working through this issue and what does God say about it? Because to me, in the end, that's the beauty. That's why we're doing this. It's not just to spit out papers Mm -hmm. every week. Well, and I love how with CC, like we are still the teacher. And so we can ultimately make that call of, you know, we're, which our role has changed in that we're more like they say the lead learner, but I love that. I can still say like, you know, this is, this is our goal here. This is our goal. It's okay. Um, if you know, you're not getting it a hundred percent in terms of understanding, because the whole point of this entire school year is for you to, it's more about the process than it is, you know, what's, what is being written down necessarily. And so, And I don't know, didn't you before I know I felt, I felt this daunting, like when you're a couple years from the challenge years and you hear stories or people share, there's this stigma out that it's like, challenge, Mm -hmm. like, how are we going to survive? But, but really when you're in it, it's like, it's like just the next phase Mm -hmm. of life. I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not. I mean, anything we do in life that's worth it is Mm -hmm. hard, but it's just like homeschooling high school. There's a stigma with homeschooling your high school, but actually it's, it, it's, it's like, but then you think back people, when they first go and they first, like they first decide and commit and pray over homeschooling, that's a huge, but then you did Mm -hmm. it. And then you're like, Oh, middle school. Oh my goodness. Like how, how, how is that? But then Mm -hmm. you did it. And then, so it's just like, I just, I don't know. I took that and I saw that I saw this, this like pedestal that everybody put it on and, and it is exciting and it is wonderful. And I'm not discounting that, but I think I, there's a lot, there's this, this thing out there that almost makes it like, Oh my word. Can we do that? And I'm like, yes, yeah. because you've been Well, doing and it. the reality you, you... is that a lot of people like a misconception is you, just like I always tell people that don't homeschool that ask, "Well, what do you how do you know what to teach them?" Well, I follow curriculum just like a teacher follows curriculum for her class. And with homeschooling older kids, you follow their curriculum. The curriculum is just built for the it's designed for their you know, age, that grade. And so it really does come down to, like you said, you just wake up and you do that day. And then the next day you wake up and you do that day. There's nothing new to figure out. It's just a matter of adding to the layers that you've already been doing for the last six years, um, Mm -hmm. leading up to that. And I think, and then as, and it is, yeah, that's exactly it. I think it, and it it is, it is more involved for Mm -hmm. sure. And I think too, our kids are at this age where there's the heart issues are bigger and there's kind of a battle of the wills, right? and there's, you know, well, just, and, and so I think it's just life, life issues coupled with a deeper, more intense version of education mm-hmm. and learning because there's more as it should be, they're mm-hmm. growing and it's just life is hard sometimes and it stinks, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad program or it's too hard because the fact of the matter is no matter what you do is going to be difficult. right yeah that and that's what I always because tell it's people, worth look, doing middle school's hard either way choose your hard do you want to homeschool hard because it's hard or do you want to send them to school because that's hard too there's no easy out there's yeah. no like magic well if I do this instead then, then our life just won't be as hard it's like and you know that to be honest with you that's been something I've had to that God has had to work on me a lot through because I think um, having, um, 
having several kids, you tend to get in, I, I don't know about you, but for me, when they're younger, you, you kind of approach everything with this, well, I've done this three times. I know what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden you get to this place with your, you know, first couple of kids where you're like, Oh, this is new territory. I've never done this before. I have no idea how to approach yes. this. I don't know if I'm it's good. It's scary. At- it can be really yes. scary. And I think that, um, it's similar to that. Um, so yes, I have a little one that's awake now. <laughs> so he is ready to play. Um, and we're going to have to start our day, but. Well, this was, um, I'm glad that we could, um, start going. We have a lot. I think we're going to be pressing through and we have some goals for getting them out, getting podcasts out weekly or every other week. Yes. And more homeschooling topics that we can cover. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would love to dig deeper into a lot of this stuff and sorry to cut it short. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but real life kids wake up and got real life calls. Well, that's where we're doing that. Yeah. Everybody have a fabulous Monday. Yes. And happy fall. Hopefully the temperatures will be in our favor for everyone listening. (laughs) I I hope so. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.